You're listening to Crunch Time, the hottest young pod in the world of sports. Welcome back to another episode of Crunch Time. I'm Mikey. I'm David. And I'm Sam. So as you guys all probably know, the coronavirus forced the NBA to stop playing. And with the situation starting to get better, there are multiple proposals out there for plans when the NBA should return and how they should do it. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about all these plans and we're going to pick which is the best. And then what we'll do is with the best plan, we'll use the format to simulate and predict the NBA playoff bracket. So, David, let's get right into it with some of our options for how the NBA should return. I think a good option is returning, going straight into a regular playoff. So best team in the conference plays eight best team in the same conference and just kind of go like that. I think that'd be most effective because, yes, they haven't been playing scrimmages and all that kind of stuff, but it's just easier to not go back into a season because then you have to like play more games and get every single team involved rather than just 16 regular teams in the playoffs. I, I like that idea. It's just if we go, if the NBA returns and then it goes right back to the playoffs, it doesn't allow the other 16 teams to finish off the season. I think that really is a bummer for all the teams. I feel like it would only be fair if just, I, I understand, like, you know, I feel like with a time standpoint, like, they should probably go back to the normal playoffs because there's not really a lot of time if they want to start next season. But I just feel like for some teams who are, like, developing and, like, they're coming back from injury and that they don't get a chance to come back and play, that would be a bummer for them. But, you know, I, I understand what you're saying with just going back to the yeah. playoffs. Sam, what do you And think? also, like, yeah. in the Western Conference, like, the Blazers and the Pelicans, like, three to four games behind the Grizzlies. So if they played a couple games, then you could see how tight that would get because – the Grizzlies are kind of slowing down a little bit, and the momentum probably like stopped. But you never know. Like if right. the Blazers come back really hard, the Pelicans come back really hard, then they can overcome them. So I don't know. It's actually really interesting to see if they did that. But I think going into normal playoffs is a pretty solid solution. Mm-hmm. Sam, what do you think about this? I think probably the best thing to do is take all the sixteen teams that are in the playoffs, and I think they should play like five preseason kind of games before the playoffs ending the teams that are out of the playoff season immediately. Those teams have no reason to play if they're just going to be sent home. Most likely, yeah, you could say the Pelicans and the Trailblazers are three or four games back, but there's really no time to give them a full regular season to finish and catch up. In most scenarios, yeah, it's probably the fairest thing to do, but time is definitely limited here, and if the NBA wants to start, by like October, November, even December. They got to start as soon as possible. I think they should do five preseason games with all the teams in the playoffs playing kind of to get all the players back into game shape um, after they do a little bit of a mini camp to get all the players back together, build some of the chemistry back up. And then, yeah, I think they should do 16 best teams, seed all the teams based on records, and then play uh, two conferences and see who the winner is. I think that will amp up the TV ratings and get the NBA back some of the revenue they've lost over the past couple of months. I feel like for the NBA, like you said, Sam, with the revenue, they just need to start with the playoffs right away. And and I just feel like if there's just less games, but they're just better games, they're going to get more people to watch. And I think it's just going to be a better solution. So I actually think that maybe it would be best to just jump into the normal playoffs. I know it's going to suck for some of the teams, you know, that wish they could finish out the season, but the NBA is going to be able to make some more money if they just go right back to the playoffs with more intense games. And I like what you said, Sam, about the summer camps, because, yeah, these players haven't been playing with each other for a while. They got to work up the chemistry. The coaches 
they have to put the plays back into them. They got to be on the same page. So I actually like that idea. Yeah, yeah, but all like the facilities right now are opening, of course, with restrictions. But as time goes on, they're going to become less and less restrictions, which means they're going to get their chemistry up. But I think it's just – I don't even know if they should count. I think it should just be like scrimmage games, like competitive scrimmage games that don't even matter because they already have the six exactly. playoff teams. So if they just right. like, go into scrimmages, then that's going to help them – get back into game shape i think they their chemistry may not be as best but if they start like going to facilities and working out together i think that's fine i think it's just have not played games in like two months so i think that's the problem i think yeah i like your point where you said like yeah you could scrimmage at practice but like realistically that's not the same no no, no, no. i'm saying like scrimmage other teams but it shouldn't count like towards your record yeah, that's right. the thing. Five uh, exhibition games before the playoffs start among yeah. the playoff teams because those are the most competitive teams. That yeah. And if you're scr- yeah, and if you're going to scrimmage against people on your own team, like take the Lakers. Like they need AD and LeBron to be on the same team. Like most of the time if they're in scrimmage, they're not going to be on the same team. Like you need all the – you need the stars on the team to be playing on the same team. So I think that if you're going to do a scrimmage, it shouldn't be within the team. It should be against the team. Treat it like a game, but there's no pressure. It's exactly. It's just to – just to help the team, the players get back into shape. Exactly. Yeah, I I like that point. I actually have an interesting point to bring up. I don't think a lot of people are thinking about this, but college basketball starts around early November, late October with the camps and everything. Uh, right. They assemble the teams. There are a lot of players in the NBA draft who or college players who declared for the NBA draft but still maintain their eligibility, like borderline NBA players but still very good college players who are waiting for the NBA draft to see how highly the scouts are thinking of them. If these players want to go back to college, they don't have time. If the NBA draft is in like December, they don't have time because they're going to miss college if they don't, uh, if they write their name in the draft. But let's say that they don't really have a spot in the second round. Then they're missing the NBA draft and missing a year of college. Yeah. It's, it's risky because if you're on the border of getting drafted, but then college is also starting up. If you don't get drafted, you don't really have another option. So I feel like if I'm a borderline college player, I'm not very confident that I'm going to get drafted and I have a year of eligibility, I would just, you know, I just go back to college because we don't know when the NBA draft is, is going to happen. So but I just feel like time, colleges might not even have a season. That's true. This is all up in the air. Yeah. Um, I want to bring up another plan. Maybe it's to jump right into the playoffs, but regardless of conference, I don't really see the point in this. I don't know why, you know, they would do this because if they have an option to just do it the East and West, I don't know why they would start merging the two. I actually disagree. I think it's actually a good plan. I'm not saying, like, it's the best situation to do, but, like, just think about it. NBA is a business. Like, they want a lot of money. And if you have two, like, great teams saying, for example, like, the Clippers and the Mavericks playing each other, they wouldn't – or, like – the Lakers and Nets and Jazz and Rockets, all that kind of stuff. Necessarily in the playoffs, you can have that, but it's not usual. Um, Raptors, Grizzlies, you don't really have that. Like, it's just so many other good games that not every NBA fan is going to be able to watch during the season, so they're going to be able to watch now. Um, but I understand, like, they could do normal playoffs. So I think this is just more, like, exciting and more fun for the fans. I agree with David. Uh, this is This idea with no East and West for the playoffs has actually been proposed for three or four years. A lot of executives and players from the Players Association have actually liked this idea a lot because a lot of people think the Western Conference is more competitive than the East. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a freebie to the finals if you're a good Eastern Conference team. So I think this is actually the future of the league 
And now the NBA kind of has an excuse to test it out. If it doesn't work, then they could go back to the East-West conferences for the playoffs next year, and no one will really criticize them. But if it does uh, go well, then they could immediately switch it starting the 2020-21 uh, season or 21-22 season. And also the league has lost millions of millions of dollars from TV revenue, fans, exactly. fans. So the NBA needs to make their money back somehow. You could you could accuse the NBA of being a business and only caring about money. But that's but what it NBA, is in the end. But the NBA has tons of employees on their payroll. People mm-hmm. have to feed their families. So the NBA has to generate as much revenue as possible in a short amount of time. And if the TV sales are going up from this, I think this might be yeah, the best. Yeah, why not test it out, as you mentioned before? Like, best time to do it. Now, like, there's any other sports going on right now. You test this out and it works successfully. Like, that's, that's great. That's great. If it doesn't work, that's fine. Next year, switch it up. We can all agree, though, that the whole regular season, that's definitely off the menu, right? Eh, I, I think I think so. I think so, they because they wouldn't want to, like, finish season, like, November. Like, they want to... Think f- about it. Like, they're trying to get spaces to play all these games where they yeah, can Yeah, they're just... going to have, like, probably Vegas and Orlando. So probably what? Two so what? Then them taking 30 teams instead of 16 teams? Like, the less people they take, the better. One for, like, safety. Two for that. Just like it's just so much easier to coordinate sixteen teams going rather than the whole league going to play for like ten games and you know take a team like I don't know like the Knicks like they're gonna play ten games and they're not even close to playoff contention. There's no point of trying to set them up in a place and with games like I think I agree because more the more people you have in a place like statistically the higher chance that one of those people have corona and it spreads like. There's no other way to explain it. Like, that's a fact. You cannot deny yeah. that. If you bring in 15 players from the Knicks, six people from the coaching staff, the trainer. Exactly. Uh, it's it's going to be a it, mess. It's, it, it you don't work. know who these people have had contact with. Like, also, the revenue. Too, well, they have like, to test everybody first. Not like they're coming in untested, yeah, but exactly. there's a chance you can still get it. But the revenue, well, they need to find places money. to put these teams. Yes, and. You- there's limited space to hold these. Yeah. Teams. Yeah. And there's not, and there's already limited testing. So I think that's another reason you cannot have the trailblazers and the Pelicans. Like, I, I just don't know with an abbreviated regular season, the risk just seems too great to bring these teams in. A, a really good possibility is the world cup style that Adam Silver. Prepared. Yeah. I want to talk about that. That's kind of cool to be honest with you. I, I'm impressed by that. Yeah. The four groups, uh, Five teams or four teams, depending on what everyone agrees with. Yeah, so it's like the 20 best teams are placed into four groups of five teams. And then it looks like each team is going to play each team in their group twice. So that gives each team eight games each. And then I guess they're going to take, what, the two best teams from each group. Yeah, that gives you that gives you eight. And then it's just a normal bracket. I kind of like that a lot. I yeah. feel like that's cool and it's really you know adam silver proposed this i think right now he's just waiting on the general managers to get back to him with like feedback but i think this is actually a sick idea i don't know it's 20 teams instead of 16 teams i don't know how they're gonna do that but you'd have more competitive teams from the west like the like the blazers and pelicans yeah it gives it gives teams like the blazers another chance now that they're more healthy they're gonna come back stronger or a team like the pelicans you know like zion wasn't if they had Zion, they probably would have done better. So I just feel like with those four extra teams, that gives teams in the West uh, a better chance because, you know, yeah. they, they have such a tougher conference. So if you're in ninth and 10th place, you have a chance against some of the like the worst East teams that are still making so, playoffs. 
So if actually, it was 20 like, teams, the teams that would get in would be the Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, and Spurs. I agree, actually. Yeah. This is why I think this is so good because this is a great a idea. Of, uh, there are a lot of good teams. This is a good idea. I, I'm going to still roll with the 16 teams, no East and West. I think that's oh, yeah. probably the safest way. So it's yeah, that is the safest way. I feel like this is think, creative and cool. I but. think this is that's that's traditional, but also creative, and I think it it can kind of give the players like the same culture that they've been used to for the last couple of years. The only difference is they play a different team. I think uh, the benefit though of this uh, World Cup style of play is that some teams are good but they're never going to be able to beat the Lakers and the Clippers in a seven-game series, no matter how good they play. Like, it right. gives enough time for these teams to yeah. just overpower them. No matter how bad the Lakers or the Clippers or the Nuggets or the Bucks play, they're going to advance. That's just how it works in a seven-game series. Some of these worst teams, all they have to do is win one or two or upset, like, in having upset yeah. in three games, and they're on. So yeah, I, because if the Bucks have a bad game, like another team can take advantage of that, and then you look, and the Bucks are now in trouble because they don't have six more games to try to finish the team off. They only have one. Exactly, and the like. Let's say the Bucks, the Lakers, and the Clippers are all first place, but this second place in the division or whatever you call it, uh, group. Yeah, yeah, the group. Wide yeah. Open, yeah, that's wide open for a team to go and take it because the difference between the Lakers and like a Pelicans or a Jazz, yeah, that's a pretty big difference. But then you compare like the Nuggets to the Nets and like how big of a difference is that really? Like that's a pretty team- big difference. Yes. No, a, a healthy Nets team compared well, to Katie's not coming back. You already said that. Kyrie is back though. And, and Levert is at, is going to be Yeah, but I don't think Kyrie can completely transform that team by himself. Yeah, but that's the th- that's the yeah, but it could be yes, it'd be more competitive. I still think the Nuggets would win that. Like, I just want to bring up one problem that I have with this group stage is that I just think it's going to take too much time because if you're in a game like a um, seven game series, five game series, it doesn't always go to the fifth game or the seventh game. It could end earlier, but for this, the group stage, you have to play all the eight games. Yeah, that that's the problem I have. I it's just going to take too long in my opinion, and it's not like you know. Even if you clinch the group, they're still going to have play each team once. Play eight games. I think. I, the I think they should play each team once. That'd be easier. Nah. Yeah, but that's not enough time. Like that. That could completely transform like everything. Because all it has to happen is the Lakers have one bad game and they're out. TV sales down. The NBA is going to be screwed. So, I mean, yeah, you could call that rigging, but like, realistically, that could save the league from like getting into like bankruptcy problems if. Right. Out on complete revenue. That's just my personal take on this all. And also, I think the, what they're going to end up doing is they're going to do no East-West conferences. And then they're going to take – they're going to do a best of three game series for the first round because that takes a lot less time. And then they're going to do best of five for the rest and then seven for the finals. I think that's the best plan. Yeah, I just feel like since – if it's a group stage, one game against each team is not going to be But enough. two games too much. But, you know, each team playing eight yeah. games each, and then there's 20 teams to go in with the mix. Like, how much space do they have, too, for all these games? Like, what? Like, I know they're talking about Disney World being a possibility, like Orlando or Vegas. So I don't know what they're going to do with this. But I feel like I, I feel like with the World Cup, I don't think it's the most reasonable. I, I think it's not, I think it's a great idea. But I don't know if it's meant for the NBA during this time because the NBA, let's face it, they just need to finish the season. Like 
I think they just want to make it as short as possible. They just need to end this Wait, all together. Oh, we got we could talk all we want about the possibilities, but as crunch time, we have to agree on which plan we think. I is say the we most do the sixteen team non conference to simulate. Yeah. Yes, but I think all right. Now we got to choose the location, either Disney World or Vegas. I'm gonna go yeah, Disney I agree. World. There's a- I'm agree. gonna go Disney World too. Ton of house, ton of housing. It's gonna be very interesting. Will fans play at their favorite amusement park? I think yeah, I'm sure Vegas, they do. I'm sure they have a bunch of yeah. Vegas too. is in the middle of the city. Very hard houses. You don't know who people are interacting with. I think exactly. Disney World, I, yeah, Disney little... World's gonna be all closed off. It's exactly. actually gonna be sick. You know what I think about Disney World is if they throw all the players there. You know how the Olympics, it's like the Olympic Village with yep. all the... I actually think it's going to be pretty special for the athletes. You know, even if they're friends and they're not on the same team, like they know each other from different places. Or like LeBron and Kyrie could hang out one time. I actually think it's going to be fun yeah. if they play in Disney World all together. They're all living together. I just feel like it would be a cool all experience. Right. All right, so let's get right into this. We got the 16-team playoff, no conference. David, let's Yeah, so play. for the number one, it'd be the Bucks versus 16 Magic. I'd say Bucks, no question. Just Giannis, Middleton, Bledsoe, Lopez, no question. They'd overpower the Magic. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it's a question. Giannis is going to just be a beast. The Magic aren't really that good. And then they'd have to play the Heat, who's the eight seed, versus the nine seed Thunder. I'd actually take the Thunder in this one. I think Chris Paul, Steven Adams is a great point guard center duo. And I just think, like, the Heat are pretty young, and that's why they aren't – they don't have too much experience, that's, so I don't think so they'll win in the series. I agree that you said Stephen Adams and Chris Paul are more experienced, but then you have to look at the Heat. The Heat actually do have a fair amount yeah. of experience. They have Dragic, they have they have Olenek, they have Iguodala, and they have Jimmy Butler. So I yeah, but only like two of those people are going to be effective. I don't think Iguodala's going to do anything, and no, I don't think Olenek's going to do much either. Uh, I disagree. I think Olenek's still another guy to slip in. Uh, even Myers Leonard, he's been there with the Blazers before. And if you look at the Thunder's roster, besides maybe Andre Roberson, who's probably out for the season, you look at Steven Adams and you look at Chris Paul. Who else has been there? Shy's young. Danilo Gallinari? I just don't. All right. Yeah, I, I guess. I think they're pretty evenly matched. And then I think the young guys are just, I think, a little better for the Heat. That's just my opinion. I feel the Heat have depth. You look at every position on the court. They could. I still second think the Thunder do. They still have like shooter coming off the bench, and then Roberson, who's not Shy. too bad. Like this team isn't a like. I don't. I think Thunder very underrated. You know, they people maybe thought they would fall apart with like um, Westbrook gone, but they just got CP3 and he's done really well. I just think this team is just better than the Heat. So I like you can. So Sam, you have the Heat, right? Yeah, but I think if you put Butler on Shy or Chris Paul, I really think they're going to do nothing. Jimmy Butler is one of my favorites. Yeah, but do you have to think about Jimmy Butler on Paul, then you're, like, putting Shy against, like, who, Nunn? Like, Nunn's a good defender. Yeah, but Tyler Shy's a better offensive player than Nunn is a better defender. And I don't think there's a question. Yeah, but Nunn can still slow him down. That's not... Not it's no, it's a very evenly matched. Points. I just, I just take the Thunder. That's my opinion. I think this is one of the best matchups probably in this thing. But I'm, I'm, I guess I'm the tiebreaker. I'm gonna take the Heat in this one. I think it's, it is a close ser- series. But like you said, Sam, I just feel like the Heat. Yeah, Butler, like he can easily shut down Chris Paul. I feel like they're more. I'm not they're they're gonna just do better defensively. All right, for our next matchup, we're gonna go Clippers versus Mavericks. David, what do you think? This is actually closer than I thought it would be because I really like the duo of, like, Luca and Kristaps Porzingis, but 
Kawhi Leonard in the playoffs, just so unstoppable. Get him with a healthy Paul George, a good Lou Williams coming off the bench. This team is pretty unstoppable. I think they have a good chance of going pretty far. So yeah, they can Trez, definitely beat the Mavericks. But I think Luka's progressed so much this season. He's such a good player. It's just I hate to see him go this early. I like your point that the Mavericks are good. I just don't even think they're going to win I think they game. can win one or two. I think the Mavericks. Porzingis has never played in a playoff yeah. game before. Kawhi's yeah, going to Kawhi, shut yes. Kawhi, yes. I agree. Luka's I just never played in Luka, the Let's say Luka does a really good game and Porzingis has a solid game. Like, that's that's a pretty good duo right there. Yeah, Paul George and no, oh, they Kawhi. Is, win a, like, they definitely win a game. Jeez. No, no way they win a game. No, nah, I think it's going to be a five-game yeah. series. Now, oh, my God. When I think about a uh, five-game, I mean, that's possible. Maybe the Clippers have one bad game. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Playoffs. But it's just one game. We're not talking about the Mavericks four. Of Luca, Porzingis, Hardaway, Brunson, none of them have played playoff games before. That's true. If you if you look at Hardaway's been on the, a really bad Hawks team, a really bad Knicks team. He just got traded to the Mavericks. Porzingis and Luca have never played a playoff game, and this is Brunson's second season. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna win a game. Well, we all yeah, Clippers, right? I think the Clippers are the deepest team in the NBA. Yeah, that's that's a, yeah, I agree, Sam. Or that's, them? I don't know. It's because cool. yeah. Trez had a Trez had a great year too, and then they have Zubats. Yeah, I, like, I feel like that's a good team. All right, the next matchup, yeah, they they just picked up Reggie Jackson yeah. too. More soft. They'd defense. face yeah. the Celtics or the Seventy Sixers. This is actually really tough. I think Celtics youth coming off all this, all their players like Al Horford, they're not going to be doing this well because they've not been mobilized for a while. So you have to look at Brown, Kemba, Tatum. This team is so young and they're so talented. So I'd have to take the Celtics because of how limited action they all have. Like, the Sixers are older team than the Celtics. And, like, Not yes, much. but the Celtics core, like, Kemba, Tatum, Brown, they're all so much young. Uh, yeah. I mean, I agree. But you could also go in the other action. Simmons is young. That's and true. Young. But I think the uh, role players, Josh, like... Yeah, no, no, no. I agree. I agree. I agree. But I'm not saying the Sixers, like, the most veteran team. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Because they're not. But I think... I think during the regular season, if you put these teams in the seven-game series, splat in the middle of the regular season, I would take the Celtics, and I wouldn't even give the Sixers no, a game. I'd actually the take Sixers, the Sixers in seven. No, well, the Sixers were hurt most of the yeah, season. But if, I yeah. think the Sixers were hurt. Their chemistry was yeah. not there. Embiid and Simmons were not playing well together. I think Horvath has struggled the whole season. And that's why I was going to edge. But now that all of them healthy, I think it's going to be a much closer series. I'm taking Celtics right. in seven. I just feel like the Celtics are much better shooters than the 76ers as that well. That's 110% true. The Sixers do not have shooters. That's They're only shooters like Tobias Harris. Like, yeah. Josh Richardson's a fine shooter. Yeah, he's very consistent. Al Horvath's a good shooter for a center, but this season, if they're going to want to become a real contender, they're going to have to sign shooters. Yep, 100%. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah so it's... All right, so I think if we're going to stay in this conference, then we'd have to do Bucks versus Heat. This is actually close, but I'd still take the Bucks. Just Giannis... Coming off a great I'm season, still they're still a better team than the Heat. Definitely. Um, I just feel like, you know, the Bucks. I, I feel like Giannis, you know, he's gone out the past two years. Last year, it was a heartbreak. They had such a good season, and then they lost to the Raptors. I feel like he's ready, and I feel like, you know, the Heat, they're really young, too. I don't think they're ready to take on Giannis. You know, Giannis Middleton, they've, they've got some good assets on the Bucks to back Giannis up. They're a pretty complete team, in my opinion. So, I think the Bucks are, are the choice for this matchup. I agree that the Bucks are going to win, but I think the Bucks have definitely shown problems in the playoffs before. I think the Heat are definitely going to give them a scare. I think they could push them 
to a game seven or six or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think they're really going to expose some of the weaknesses that the Bucks have. I think the Bucks defenders can be inconsistent at times. I think the Heat, they're complete. I think they're going to definitely look to expose some of the weaker players on the Bucks, and I think they're going to push them to seven wow. games. That's that's bold. Yeah. No, not so. Eh. A lot of times, these teams that go down in the playoffs, they take a scare the game before. And that's I think, true. That's I true. That's series true. before. So yeah, that, I agree. That's what I think is going to happen. I, I can't see the Bucks going to the finals in this strong conference, so I'm going to say that's going right. to happen. So then we have Clippers. Mm-hmm. Right. So then we got Clippers <laughs> Celtics. Wow, this is this is gonna be a good match. I give it to the Clippers um, just because they're just feel like exactly the Clippers Kawhi like he's just like Kawhi so can shut down Tatum. Like I would say Paul George can handle Brown and Pat Bev's so a great defender. Like he can guard Kemba. Spurs. Like that's a that's that's a really close matchup. Them three. Yeah, and when Kawhi was on the Spurs, they shut down the Heat dynasty. They just shut down the Warriors dynasty. He's so good in the playoffs. He's so clutch, and I feel like he's a great defensive the Celtics, team. They're not honestly, be able to keep up with him. Yeah, really. I mean, and the bench is incredible too. Like Shamit, like Morris, like we said. Yeah, like we said. I mean, they just Joakim Noah and dude, and Marcus Morris better. that they got from the Knicks. Like, yeah, <laughs> Morris. No, yeah, Joakim Noah. Yeah, he's not the best player, but you know he he has that veteran. And he's also and the experience. If they need him to come in with the at the end of the game to do something, if, exactly. Like, I don't know if any yeah. situation. As long as he doesn't shoot free throws, but mm-hmm. otherwise. So we got fun. the Clippers. Yeah, I'm taking the Clippers over this. I think it's going to be close, but I feel like the Celtics, they're just young. They have a great young core, but I just feel like the Clippers with Kawhi, PG, such a deep team. And now maybe one of the hardest matchups, Bucks, Clippers. Sam, you started off. I think this is close, but still a no-brainer in my opinion. I'm taking Clippers. What? It's a no-brainer? Clippers in six. In six? That's what I'm going to go with. I think think this goes to the game. Mikey, what do you think? I disagree. I disagree. I think the Bucks are good, but if you look at their bench, like realistically, how is that going to match up to the the Clippers? I mean, the Clippers have all these guys who would be starters on other teams. Reggie Jackson was a star on the Pistons, and now he's coming off the bench for the Clippers. Ivan Zubac. I mean, yeah, like they have Kyle Korver, who's decent. Pat Conahan, decent. I mean, DiVincenzo's good. He's just he's so like old. Even Chenzo can be a pretty yeah. solid player, but he's not there yet. Exactly. Like I also want to bring up the fact that there are no fans, so there's no home court advantage anymore. Yeah, I I actually yeah, agree, Sam. I'm gonna take the Clippers, but I'm gonna take them in seven, not six, because I think Giannis yeah, I think is the best Clippers player in the league. Clippers in seven. No matter if like Kawhi is gonna guard him and shut him down, I think Giannis has grown from last season and he's become a better overall player and like he's just ready to face a good team. But I'd still take the Clippers. Well, this is what I want to disagree with you. The fact that you guys think it's going to seven. I think the Bucks are the best home court team in the NBA. I think the Celtics are the best home court team in the NBA. I think it's the Bucks, but I think you could definitely make a case for the Celtics. The Bucks have won at home time and time again. Well, they've won I everywhere that, time and time again. Um, well, not exactly. The Bucks have not won on the road in important regular season games before, and there's no home court advantage. So I don't think that any of these close games are going to edge out to the Bucks. That's why I just can't see it going to a game seven. I see it going to a game seven, but I mean, yeah, okay. It, it, it's close, but yeah, this, the Clippers are just deeper. I I feel bad because Giannis is so good. They have such reg, good regular seasons, and like you know, if the Clippers weren't in this bracket, they would make it to the finals. But so we have the Clippers going to the finals, if yes. I'm correct, from this side of the bracket. Yeah. All right, let's go to the other side. The two seed Lakers led by LeBron and AD against 
15, the Nets. The Nets, they have Kate, uh, they have Kyrie, but like no you KD. said, Katie's not going to be back. I'd time. actually, so you I guys may not like this, but I'm going to take Lakers in five. And I, you guys may, like, say push it to six or a sweep. But I'd say five is just about right. I think Kyrie is one breakout game, well, it's a five game that LeBron and AD cannot match. And I give the Nets one game. I, I, I don't see the Nets winning the game. No, I don't see eh. It it depends. I I just feel like LeBron. LeBron just steps up. But in the, the Lakers have like, no depth. He just that's the problem. The There's back. no argument. The Lakers have depth. Yeah, but LeBron. I don't think you guys real. So long. I don't think playoffs. you guys he performed so well. It's a crazy stat that LeBron has not lost a first round matchup in like seven years or something in the playoffs. He sweeps every. I'm not team saying they're the losing the series. Like they lost. Like. When they played the when they played the when they played the when they played the Pacers, they went to a seven game series in the first round. When they, I believe, I think they played the Pacers the year before that as well. And went to like six games. Like it's like he sweeps every team in the first round. Uh, I mean, he beat the Pistons in seven games. He used to sweep when he was on the Heat. He used to sweep. He he has had the best. Yeah, but he's older, Sam. He is. He's not the same LeBron as he used to be. Yeah, but AD's going to be. I just think the Nets will get one game. That's it. All right, that's fair. That's fine. Okay, fine. I'll respect that. We got the 7 seed, the Jazz, versus the 10 seed, the Rockets. I'm going to actually go with the Rockets right now. I know that they struggle because they're playing small ball. But the Jazz, I just feel like the dynamic within the group is going to be terrible once they come back. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, they do not like each other. I I think they were the ones that had corona. They were the first people. Um, Rudy Gobert was very irresponsible in the locker room. I just feel like in the locker room, they're not going to have any chemistry. They're not going to even want to play together. And yeah, the Rockets, you know, they don't have a big man, but I, but you know, Russ Harden, they've got some experience. I think I'm going to actually go with the Rockets here. Yeah, I agree. I think also the Rockets, I, I disagree with what you said. They, their record has actually improved since they've started playing small ball, believe it or not. Covington and PJ Tucker have just played remarkably. They filled Capella's role. Very nicely. I think in a normal seven-game series, I would take the Jazz, actually. I know this may come as a surprise, but I just think the Jazz had a great regular season, and Harden and Westbrook have never played together in the playoffs since OKC, and that was early in their careers. But I think in this case, I think the Rockets are coming off a nice streak, and the Jazz, the chemistry is not there. I think in a normal seven-game series, I would take the Jazz. I think the Rockets, definitely, they lack a good big man, but at the same time, Westbrook and Harden, they're both great scorers. And they're, I think in the playoffs, is finally Harden's time to step up. I think Bogdanovich just announced he'd be out for the rest of the season with a wrist surgery. And I think Mitchell and Gobert, the chemistry is not there. Those are undoubtedly, or maybe not undoubtedly, but those are their three best players in my opinion. I can't see them winning a series against a talented Rockets team without them. Yeah, exactly. All right, the number three Raptors against the number 14 Grizzlies. I don't even think the Grizzlies win a game, to this, be honest. This doesn't warrant a discussion. We're on to the next. No. Yeah, they, they, they don't, don't win a game. game. I think it's they don't. they don't. All right, and then the sixth seed Nuggets against 11 seed Pacers. I think this is going to be closer mm-hmm. than people think. So, Bonus definitely had a great year. But, you know, Oladipo's very overrated, very overhyped. And he's just um, been struggling. Playing I don't think he's that he's good. It, he's, I, I think he's he, he was he was good, but since he yeah, he's he's not injured, he's not good. That's, that's, that's my point. Okay. Nuggets, I say Nuggets in five. He didn't play that many games. No, yeah, Nuggets in five or six. I, okay. So then we I have just, Lakers, Rockets, Lakers in five. five. Yeah, I agree. Harden yeah. has not performed in the playoffs. Yeah, their big men are going to destroy the small ball Rockets. And then they definitely. got – Yeah, because yeah. Anthony Davis and Dwight Davis. Howard. 
Yeah, exactly. And yeah, they've they've been good. You know, Dwight Howard's had a comeback year. He, yeah, he's not amazing. He's a solid. Yeah, he's he's a solid good player for them. For right. Then we got the Raptors mm. against the Nuggets. I think this is going to be close. You know, I think the Nuggets wraps them. Jokic is Jokic is probably the best center in the league. Um, I think he is. Uh, well, it depends if you count Anthony Davis as a center. Actually, yeah, I agree. I, I count I, as a I power count, forward. I count AG more as a power forward. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I, I'd say Jokic is the best. He, you know, he's a great passer. He can shoot. I feel like he's going to be struggle for the Raptors. I'm actually going to take the Nuggets. I think the Raptors one, be just because of how fantastic a job Nick Nurse has done. They everyone thought they would become maybe like a seven or six seed without losing Kawhi, but they stayed the same, maybe even a little better than last season. This team is just coming off a great year. You got Lowry, Van Fleet, Sam, as you like him a lot, and like Siakam, who's had a fantastic year, similar to last year. Like this Raptors team is. A pretty solid team. They're pretty old, but they're really deep, and I really like this team a lot. I would take them in seven against the Nuggets. All right, that's fair. Yeah, I think it's gonna it's gonna be a tough series though for the Raptors. But I think yeah, I agree. Nick Nurse is a great coach. He's probably gonna out coach the coach of the Nuggets, and you know they've got that experience in last year too. The Raptors, even so though Sam, what, do you, what do you say? Yeah, I still think the Nuggets. But I think their their young or their their cores. I think they cancel each other out. Jokic, Jamal Murray, Millsap, Gary Harris, I think Will Barden, they're all good players. I guess you could even throw Plumlee in there. But then you also have Siakam, Abaka, Larry coming to the other side. So I think they're pretty evenly matched for that. I think the deciding factor is going to be the depth. I think the deciding players in this series are going to be Rondé Hollis, Jefferson, and Norman Powell. I think they've stepped up for the Raptors when it's mattered most they'll come off the bench give them a nice spark they'll kind of serve as what van vliet did last year and i think that's why i'm going to take the raptors and i'm going to take them in six unpopular opinion all right hmm. so we have lakers raptors all right i take lakers in six because there's no way the raptors are going to beat the lakers like lebron and ad in the playoffs seems pretty unstoppable yeah yes the raptors are good and i think i think they can win two games possibly if they have a really good game but um i'd still take the lakers overall i'm going to take the lakers in five I think nah, I think the Raptors can at least win two games, but I think Lakers Oof. and six. Well, imagine is fair. this finals, guys. Clippers, Lakers. Clippers. This is sick because you know, this is they're probably This is what exactly. the NBA wants. There's yeah, this would this would explode. I would everyone would want to watch this game. I know there's no fans, maybe it's not as hype, but still it's gonna be so intense. The Battle of LA, you know, the Clippers, they've never really been good. The Lakers have always owned the city and they've never won a championship. Is this their time? Clippers, Lakers, who do you guys think is going to win? I'm going to take the Clippers. I think Kawhi is the most unstoppable pl- person in the playoffs for the last couple of years. Anthony Davis has not played in a playoffs. Uh, has he played in a playoffs? Yes, he yeah. He swept yeah, the no, Blazers he in, I think, 2018, 2017. Yeah, all right, all right. he hasn't been there. But he has not made it this far in the playoffs in his career. And I think the experience of the Clippers, Beverly has been there. I mean, there are so many guys if you look at it. Morris is definitely a vet. Zubats, Harold. Yeah, exactly. These guys have all been there before. The Lakers, they're so inexperienced if you look That's at the That's not true. That's not true. I just think they're mm, uh, Bradley, no, 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 no. Green, Rondo. They've Dude, all done it. I take that back. Bradley's not the same player he was when he was on the Celtics. Like, Exactly. That's what I mean. All these veterans for the Clippers are still serviceable. If you look at the veterans for the Lakers, they're not all like producing exactly. players. Like you have Dwight Howard's good, but 
I mean, he's, he's not, not going to play like a whole game. He's not going to play like 40, 30 minutes. Yeah, Rondo. Rondo's not the same player he was with the Celtics. Come on now. Like, yeah, like, I, I just think you look across this roster and it's just really like Contavious Caldwell Pope. Come on. Yeah. He's not the same person he was on the Pistons. These guys are all aging fast. Quinn Cook, he's, no, he's, I guess not. he's a veteran, but he's not. He's a, not. He's, he's like he's his third year. No, he's been like I, a I three yeah, but he's, he's played there with the Warriors, the Warriors on the championship team. Yes, yes, he's been there with the Warriors, but he's not a difference maker. He's a guy who barely plays and comes off the bench. All these veterans that we named from the Clippers, they're all guys that are starting or coming off the bench as sixth or seventh or eighth men. So I just think that the veteran presence is much more valuable from the Clippers than the Lakers in this series. All right, I'm still going to take the Lakers because, you know, yeah, maybe they're not as deep, but LeBron, when the game's on the line, they'll put him in for like, the whole game, pretty much, and he'll go off, and I feel like, you know, he did that with the Cavs, but I just feel like this year's Lakers, there's more people, there's a more supporting cast for him, yeah, they're getting older, but I think they're all gonna back him up, and I think that their playoff experience is gonna help them, you know, and just even help out some of the young guys like Quinn Cook if they need to make a big shot somewhere in the series, but I feel like LeBron, he'll play, he'll play, like, most of the game, he'll, he puts, like, everything on the Mm -hmm. line, he put, so 110% when it when it's clutch so am I like the that. deciding vote so I think here. it's going to be the Lakers still sorry Mikey but I agree with Sam on this one I think the Clippers would win this just because of I'm not going to say like like LeBron and AD they're not like as good as the Clippers entire team but you have to admit the Lakers only have LeBron and Anthony Davis like that's basically their entire team they also won yeah Christmas the Clippers Dead. have won two out of three times they've that, met but... um so I just I don't I I think it'd be really close this would definitely go to it's seven tough. in my it's opinion tough. but I just think Kawhi Leonard, when he's in his back, when he's in the clutch, like he's pretty unstoppable. He can he can guard LeBron. Anthony Davis may have a breakout couple games, but I don't like. I don't think. Uh, I disagree. I think Harold's well. Harold can do good things. Like I I like that, but I don't think he'll shut him down. I don't think he'll shut him. Yeah, down, slow him down. Slow him down. All right. Well, so we we got the Clippers winning our our little simulation. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Crunchime. We'll be back with new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. Follow our Instagram at Pod. We're available on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and many other streaming platforms. And we have a TikTok, so please go check that out. And we will see you next time.